Alrighty, here we go. Alright, ladies and gents, my name is Rainer, and I am joined by uh, a lovely personality. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hey everybody, I'm Seth. You've heard me before on several, several shows, so uh, I'm looking forward to doing this one. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, well welcome back. We love to have you. You're an awesome guy, and we'll uh, look forward to hearing what obscure collectibles that you have that you want to talk about today. Before we get into anything, we always want to thank our sponsor, Wado Scrapyard. And uh, we always, what can we say about Wado Scrapyard here? Um Man, he is always knocking it out of the park with every little bit of work that he does. Yeah, let me tell you, he is just amazing. He is, every transaction I've done with him has been smooth. It's been awesome. You know, I've never had one issue I can uh, I can say about the guy. Um, oh. So we want to thank him for sponsoring this episode. So anyways, let's get right to it. Um, we have the Saber Restock Update. Unfortunately, there's not a lot to say on this front. Um, Ultra Saber's summer sale is finishing up here. We got um, a minuscule amount of Reef Saber Forge restock. I think they restocked like two of their Elite Sabers. So really nothing much to say on that front. But if you're looking for a good combat-ready Saber, definitely check out Ultra Sabers. They're having a 10% off right now with free shipping. And, you know, just can't go wrong with them if you're looking for a Saber on a budget. Um, you know, I might have to pick one up. That would be pretty uh, awesome. So what 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 type of saber were you thinking of picking up, man? You know, I just think it'd be awesome to have like a combat ready saber, maybe a couple of them, so me and my son could duke it out sometimes. Because I mean, yeah. how awesome would that be? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, now, would you go sound or would you go stunt? Because there is a difference. I'd probably just go stunt. I don't think I need all, you know the sound and all that. I just think it'd be cool for us to fight all over the house and kind of kick each other's butts and <laughs> <laughs> so we got dean in the chat here what's going on dean what's up dean so uh, a couple of things i would recommend uh for a good beginner stunt sabers is um you can try your bat your hand at a mist at a mystery box saber because uh -huh. what they'll do is they'll have a mystery box saber for 75 dollars plus you know tax and shipping and uh basically what that means is you get a chance at anything on the menu. You can get a diamond control font, which is like the looks like the really high-end soundboards. Uh-huh. You can get anything from an emerald driver to any combination of them. Um, but you also, with the very minimum, are going to get a $75 saber. So it's gonna be a saber that's worth $75, whether that be a stunt or anything that's worth a thousand dollars. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Dude, I'm definitely probably gonna hop on that thing because that sounds pretty awesome. Yep. Uh it's too bad that the COVID's going on with the conventions and whatnot, because Saberforge usually sells those mystery boxes right there at Comic Con. And I miss, you know, going to any Comic Con. Yeah, I really do too. I I missed going to the going to the Hobbit reunion this year, which really sucked. <laughs> yeah. It's just been a shitty year all around, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of uh speaking of people who've had it bad this year, let's talk about uh the next subject here. We got Disney is having some an interesting move here. They're selling some of their exclusive theme park merch at Disney Springs and online as well. Yeah. That's been a wild move just to watch because I, so um, they did, I don't know if you're familiar with the, yeah, but you went to, um, I went to Disney world once. Yeah. yeah. So they have the droid depot, right? Where you can build mm -hmm. your own droid. They actually had droid depot, R2D2 and um, BB-8 for sale on their website for a little bit. Now, are these customizable or no? No. So it's basically just the R2-D2 in R2-D2's color scheme and BB-8 in his color scheme. and uh, But they work exactly the same as you would be able to get them in Droid mm -hmm. Depot. Um, so it's the same you know, quality bot that you would get there. Same price. You can control it uh, from your phone. It'll interact in the parks if you take it to the park. All that but for sale on their website. So I went ahead and picked up one for both of my kids and they're going to flip out at 
Christmas time whenever they get it. So. <laughs> See, and you know that that it's great that you have the option to do something like that for your kids. However, I do think there's kind of a loss of the person, uh, the personal aspect of going into the Droid Depot at Galaxy's Edge and you know, building your own droid. Mm-hmm. It's just been such a weird year that I think they're scrambling to figure out what they can do to build up some of the revenue that they're losing yeah. for people not being able to get into the parks, you know? Yeah, and it, you know, it, it, it's tough because you, know, you, you got to social distance. It's, it's just mandatory, but there's no real way to do that in a park. Yeah, because so, we're just not designed for that type of thing. So I can imagine that they're, you know, just for the, the nature of the the beast that we're in, that they're losing out on a ton of revenue. They're trying to figure out what they need to do to even get people into the stores if they're if they can even get into the park. I mean, I know right now it's so limited and there for a while they were actually hitting capacity, which I know it's limited capacity, but who who would have ever thought we'd see a time, you know, where they'd hit capacity multiple days in a row. I'm gonna stop you right there. Hey Danny Lee, what's going on, man? Lovely to see you. So yeah, it it just it's it's mind boggling, you know how how much things have gotten turned upside down sideways, mm. and you know, and I actually went to you know, those of you who've been following Collective Weekly for a long time know this. I went last November, right before the COVID hit, and let me tell you, it was a mosh pit, and it was just I I absolutely had a blast. I loved it, but. You know, you when you um, and there's a lot of exclusive merch that you can get from Galaxy's Ads. Let me tell you, there's a lot of rarities there. They're between holocron, sabers, uniforms, even com links and rank badges. You know? Yeah. I just wonder how it like does it. It takes away the magic if you can't go get it in the park. You know? I it, hope it really this does. is something that only is a short time. Because I would hate to see this be, you know, online all the time. Because then, like, what's the point in going to the park? If you, yeah. can, if you can get all the exclusives online, you know, what is well, there left? And one thing I would, I would really hate, I mean, I think this would be a bad idea, but the, I don't think they should put the Sabis in, in the online store. I think yeah. Joy Depot is about as far as it should go. I totally agree. Because there's something about like when you go to when you go into the attraction at Savi's and you sit down and you I mean when you sit down but you you get you get it you're ushered into this room and you there's just the theme the feel of the whole deal and then you walk out and you with this lightsaber and it's like this is yours you built it this is you know your customized saber now granted you only get a few parts to choose from but yeah. you can still do any number of combinations yeah and then you know those attractions and those kind of events were designed for an in-person, you know, feel to it. So it's going to take away some of the magic if they just end up throwing it all up online, you know? Yeah. And so what's your thought about some of the other exclusive merch that they're throwing up online here? Like just forget about the star Wars stuff. They're, they're, they're doing a little bit of everything, aren't they? Yeah. So they're, I mean, you know, and that'll probably lead us into another topic, but I mean, we're, they're throwing up the exclusive pins that you can get uh, that you used to only be able to get in the park, which I know people are going nuts for, and they've designed this whole uh, like online queue thing. And I mean, it's getting crazy out there. I mean, yeah. it's like I think people are getting excited that they can get this exclusive stuff, but also, like I said, it just takes away from the magic of hunting it down in a park and, you know, yeah, I mean, there's something about, you know, going to a park and saying, oh, my gosh, I can't get this anywhere else. I have to get this now. I mean, mm. that's how they get you, even with the crazy prices. Like, this hat, I think I paid, like, $40 for this hat, but it's the only only place I could get it. Yeah, I mean, that's me. And um, so, you know, getting into this hobby that I got into the last time really – it's been like a thing that I've been doing since I was like 10 years old and I left it for a long time and came back into it. But, you know, collecting Disney pins was one of those little hobbies that I did and then stopped and then did again. So this last time at Disney, you know, I bought a pen for 40 bucks and it's because I walked in and it was the only one hanging on the little hanger rack. And I was like, Oh shit, I have to buy this now. Like, 
it's yeah. the only one that's here and it's limited to 500 pieces. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is coming home with me today. Yeah, this that's, is mine. <laughs> that's, that's part of the magic of going to the Disney parks is you don't know what store, you're, what you're going to find in what store. And so, it, you know, like I said, it's just. And there, there's something to, go ahead, sorry. It's just a love-hate relationship. I love that people can get this stuff out there, but I kind of hate that it's taken away the magic of it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, there's something to be said about, like, the Kyber Crystals and Doc Ondars where, you know, you, you purchase a red, but you have, like, a one in, like, 500 chance of getting the black one or something like that. They yeah. only put, like, a few out a day. Yeah. And that's that's it's the thrill of the chase, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you're just taking that away from people. And I get that they can't get out there and do it now, so I hope that this is temporary. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that 100%. I think once COVID goes, hopefully, God willing, COVID goes away. Oh, yeah. And you, you open the parks back up. And I hope this is just temporary, like you said. And, I mean, I wouldn't mind this this training post staying here. Mm. But uh, the online has to go. Otherwise, what is the point? I mean, you've already also got the massive underground, which you're not supposed to talk about. The uh, yeah of uh of smugglers <laughs> <laughs> they're out there we all know it <laughs> oh yeah we all know it we all know it but um well you had mentioned earlier these pins and uh let's get a little into that because this is a subject i'm very unfamiliar with but i know this is definitely a rarity here yeah so disney pin collecting i think within the last maybe five years has blown up it has just become probably one of the largest hobbies i have seen recently um just from the sheer numbers of people that are getting into it because i mean you can go from little pins like the little stitches that you see on the screen you know to the big death trooper helmet and in such a wide price range so what 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 do these go for? Like you know that I mean obviously there's the price you pay in the part, but like what's the aftermarket on these? Uh, it really depends on how rare they are and um, you know what year they came out, and so you know little little easy ones like Lilo and Stitch you probably pay five eight bucks for maybe ten depending on the size of it. Uh, the Death Trooper helmet was the one that I actually mentioned. I found in store and it's limited, I believe, and. I'm sorry, any pin collector that's listening. If I'm wrong, please don't hate me. But I believe it was limited to 500 pieces, and I paid 40 bucks for that. The um, Millennium Falcon ones, definitely the one with the dice, was exclusive to Disneyland Paris, and I paid 80 bucks for it. Oh, dang. Yeah. So, I mean, they can go, I've seen them go two, $300, depending on how rare they are. That is just insane, and you know the I, I can only imagine like okay if that's what you paid for in store, what's the aftermarket on one of these things? Yeah, so I mean, it just depends on like I said if it's if it's a Disneyland Paris one, obviously somebody has to go over and pick that up exclusive in that area, so they can go from eighty to three hundred bucks depending on how rare they are. Oh dang, that that is insanity. So mm-hmm. what uh what what types of characters and stuff can you find in these in these pin forms? I I I'm sorry if I butchered that. <laughs> uh you can really find just about any character that Disney has a license for. So I mean, they're really branching out. They're doing a ton of cool stuff with uh Marvel and little exclusives with that. Um and obviously the Star Wars ones where you can get the helmets of the different characters. You can get um, the ones where you see in the middle where they're kind of done in a um, Day of the Dead theme almost. Uh, it's just a really neat little hobby to get into. They're insanely tradable and a lot of people will carry these around on their person in the parks. And you can literally walk up to any pin collector and just start offering them things. It's such a huge community that people be like, dude, I want that one. You know, what can you give me? What can we trade? Let's work it out. So I go ahead, sir. Really the bad part about that now is that there's um, 
fakes flooding into the park and Disney has not oh. taken the stance to disallow the fakes. So people are going into the, you know, actual Disney pin boards that they have in each store and throwing up fakes and getting the real ones off the board. Oh, that's that, that, that's just inexcusable. Yeah, it really so. sucks. So it's, it's been a whole hobby to really learn. Uh, because you have to, there's like websites devoted to uh, finding, you know, each little detail of the pin. So, you know, if you have a reel on your hands or if you have a fake on your hands and which websites you can buy through and which websites you shouldn't buy through. And so it's really been a learning curve for me. It's kind of almost mind boggling just how much information there is to really get into if you want to take it seriously. Yeah, I can imagine. I imagine there's also tons of groups out there dedicated to this on like Facebook and everything. Else. Oh yeah. I'm in a couple of them and I, I would have to look, but I think both of them have over 25,000 members each. Oh my gosh. I've never thought that possible. Yeah. I mean, they are huge groups and every day there's just thousands of pins being traded and sold. And so it's, it's, a, it's really a cool community because it brings together. I mean, there's probably kids in there that are 10, 12, all the way up to, you know, 70, 80 year old women and men that are just, they love this hobby and it's a cool little hobby that brings such a wide range. It's something I actually do with my kids too. My kids have several Disney pens that they get into in and they're like, Oh, I really want that one. Let's see if we can find that one. I mean, it's a really cool hobby. Nice. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that Disney has to offer in terms of that, like not just in pens, but in other things too. Like I've seen the, the nutcracker stuff they have just, mm. just the exclusives Disney has is just, it's just a whole nother level entirely. Yeah. And really when they do something like this, they knock it out of the park with every little thing they do. And Oh yeah. Obviously they get the best designers to design those types of things. And so you're really finding a cool hobby to get into when you do something like pin collecting or like you said, nutcrackers or, you know, any of those weird little kind of unique things that people wouldn't think about, but I really loved it. So you mentioned earlier there are a lot of fakes roaming around. What what happens if you are caught with a fake right now? Like what, um, what's the what's the punishment? So really, Disney has taken no punishment against people coming into the park and trading fakes. But a lot of pin collectors are like, that's just a shitty thing to do. And if you're caught selling fakes, I know you will get kicked out of a lot of groups. Now, there's a big difference. There's the ones that are fake that are being flooded in from China or, you know, from wherever else they might produce these fake pens. And those uh, are known as scrappers. Okay. They're basically, you know, designed almost exactly like a Disney pen, although the, the paint might be off or, you know, the edges are rough. So they're like, Hey, this was probably made from a scrap metal. It's a scrapper. Okay. But there's also people commission people to actually make pins for them, and those are called fantasy pins. So if you commission some, you know, an artist to make you a pin, let's say you wanted uh, Stitch in Darth Vader's costume. I don't okay. know if that pin exists, but I guarantee you somebody could make you that pin. And that would be like, that's my fantasy pen. That's what I want. So I'm going to commission somebody to make that. Now, it, at least one group that I'm in, they say they don't want anything that's not 100% legit Disney. But the other group I'm in, they're like, if you want to trade fantasy pens and you know when you label it as a fantasy or you want to buy a fantasy pen, then we're completely fine with it. As long as you say, this is not produced by Disney. This is produced by a third party. We're not labeling it as such. So it's just a lot to really wrap your mind around, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing with uh, Lego minifigures. You know, we covered that. We covered customs a couple of shows ago, but you know, Legos have, do have obviously stuff that's legit printed by Lego and you have all sorts of knockoffs that are supposed to be, you know, cheap, cheap, cheesy knockoffs from China that are meant to, you know, make, make money. But then you also have like characters that, you know, Lego's never going to make like, yeah. Kyle Katarn or Jaina Solo or somebody like that. In which case, you commission somebody to make that. You make that minifigure, and you know there. It's the same thing in the Lego world. You know, there are some places where they're like, "We, there's no. It's just Lego. 
not anything else. And other places will allow, say, okay, you can trade your customs and stuff as long as you openly admit yeah. it is such. So, yeah, definitely the same thing here. So it's just you have to be careful. Be careful with what company you're in, and you know. If you're trying to trade like a fantasy pen, you have to really label it as such. And I really don't own any fantasy pens for that reason, just because you don't know where you're going to be able to trade them if you wanted to. So really in the parks, you'd be safe, but who's going to the parks right now? You know. Yeah, plus what's to stop somebody from saying, well, I got this from so-and-so who ripped me off, and, yeah. you know, and I didn't know it was fake. You know, So yeah. I think uh, that's a really murky waters to go into. It for sure is. And that's just the trouble with the underground. You just never know. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So let's see here. All right. So it's that time of the day again where we thank Watto Scrapyard again. So what can we say? We want to thank our friends over at Watto Scrapyard for sponsoring this episode. You can find it through Instagram at Watto Scrapyard and on Facebook and eBay as well. They make 3 day printed parts for the hard-to-come-by Kenner and Hasbro vehicles, as well as Renizen, uh 3D-printed head sculpts, or dozens of different characters in the Star Wars universe. If you don't see a character you like on their Instagram, send them a message, and they can get it designed for a reasonable price. I can vouch for that. They have done some incredible work for me. I just got, got a lot of Benico from Squidor made myself, and it, it turned out killer. It's I definitely so awesome. need to hit them up and get some. You know, there's a couple characters I'm kind of on the fence about, you know, just obscure little people we won't go into. But, dude, if you're on the fence about this, check out their Instagram. You will be blown away by what you see. You will yeah. not be on the fence anymore. I guarantee it. Yeah, they they do some killer stuff. Um, but let me go ahead and uh, issue this challenge. And, Dean, I know you're in the chat, so you can't get out of it this time. No, just kidding. You haven't gotten out of anything. But, but um, I, Dean is infamous for doing the Watto impression. I personally think I can do it better. I, I just, just saying. I personally think I can do it better. But I think it's up for the man himself. Watto, Sean Fear, to decide. So I'm proposing, Dean, is we submit some uh, anonymous impressions uh, to Watto, of a Watto to uh, Watto, for lack of a better <laughs> word, and have him pick and see who can do better. Uh oh, Dean, he is calling you out right now. I am. I am. Dean, come on. I'm going to say something, Dean, but no, 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 in all seriousness. But this has got to be the most crazy idea, bad idea since I've had since my soda-powered roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who aren't familiar with that, you tape a bunch of tape some soda bottles to a roller skate. You do the stanky leg for about ten minutes, and you pop the caps off and see how far you flow. It, it didn't. It didn't go very well. <laughs> Well, I can guarantee you this will probably end up better than that. So probably, <laughs> probably, probably, probably. All right, but the challenge has been issued, Dean. It is your move. All right, rarities for your feet. So another thing you collect here is shoes, and let's cover that for a little bit because that is again a subject I'm not familiar with. Most I furthest I've gone into shoes is probably Jordans. You know, yeah. so I am like I would say that I'm one of the I'll call myself the resident sneakerhead of the group who's been on the shows because you know. Dude, I love shoes. They're just my thing. Like, I've gone crazy in the last couple of years, and I'm up to 35 pairs now, and I just keep buying more because, I mean, why not? They're so fun. I mean, the ones you see before you right now is a uh, PlayStation edition of the Air Force One, and how cool a shoe is that? That I looks mean, pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie, the little PlayStation logo on the back there. Mm -hmm, it's all shiny. The the swoosh is all jelly so it like it squishes a little bit it's really cool i mean just these type of shoes are pumping out like crazy nike's doing awesome things uh adidas is doing a whole lot with star wars that's if you want to put your love of pop culture on your feet 
you can do that. I, mean, I wish I could. I wear size 17, so I, I well, none of these fit me. You can't do that because that's really hard to find. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll say that I can do that. <laughs> no, man, I, I'm lucky to find something online at like bit too big feed or some some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I've just been going nuts about shoes here lately, and it's it's a really it's. It's a harder hobby to get into, I think, even than uh, hot toys, pen collecting, really anything, because a lot of these editions are released in, you know, such narrow runs. And, and I'm, if I say narrow, I mean, you know, even if there's 150,000 pairs, that's still not enough for how many people want them. So, yeah. you know, when you go out and try to buy these shoes, I'm taking more losses on trying to get up pairs than than I'm getting wins, you know? Because yeah, they're, they're so hard to get into. And every day I'm like, oh, I have to get this pair. I have to get this pair. And then, I mean, you can just watch me like that day and I'm like down in the dumps because I missed out on another exclusive pair. And so I'm having to hunt it, hunt it down, you know, reseller and some of these prices, I mean, so for, for example, and I don't think I shot you a picture of it, but there was a pair of uh, Nike SB dunks that actually changed colors Oh, whenever wow. whenever they got hot so they went from a black pair to like all kinds of like almost a thermal imaging looking oh, whenever dang. they got warm and those were so limited that this hundred dollar shoe now goes for a thousand dollars a pair sheesh and i can imagine just just the limited nature of things and the competitive nature of things makes this a really stressful hobby yeah, so it really does, and it, it, I have a love-hate relationship with it because I love my shoes. I love getting new pairs. I love hunting them down, you know. But it's all online. You don't. If you're in this kind of kind of racket, you don't go to a store and find them. You have to research it. You have to find, you know. Okay, I can enter this drawing at this website. Okay, I can try to get it through this website. And it's all navigating online now because you're really competing with other people. You're competing with bots. I mean, it's getting crazy. And what what is the stress level on like your computer or like your internet? Like, the, how does that factor into this? Uh, you don't even. I mean, like, I will plan out my day on sneaker releases. <laughs> oh wow. I mean, wow. I'm like. I'm sorry to laugh, but that's just wow. <laughs> I'll I'll talk, you know. So I go to the gym every morning, and there's times when I'm like, okay, like I'm telling my wife she's at the gym with me. I'm like, okay, we we have this much time. We're getting out of the gym at this, you know, at exactly this time. We have 15 minutes to get home. I have to be home because I have, you know, we have fast internet at the house, so I have to be home to be on our internet to try to get this pair of shoes. We're gonna be there. <laughs> it's like me on raid night <laughs> and she just rolls her eyes and you know a lot of times here lately she's been getting into it with me and trying to get me the shoes i want but god it just it gets stressful at times i'm like okay we have to get home wait you know and i'm like speeding down the road and like weaving in and out and like getting around cars i'm like okay i have five more minutes i'll be there in five minutes i know i will and like i'll whoop into the garage connect to the internet and try to get to and i still miss it <laughs> oh dang! Oh, that—that's not the ending you want. Um, yeah. But like, aside from like PlayStation and Star Wars, what other brand names do these shoes uh, represent? Uh, you uh, basically, if you want want it, it's out there. So if you want it, it's out there. Okay. A lot of even designer labels are getting into the sneaker game. Uh, Jordan recently did a Jordan and Dior. Um, release those shoes retailed for two thousand dollars retailed for two thousand dollars for two thousand dollars you had to oh enter you had to enter a drawing to even be able to purchase the shoe oh jeez I, I can't imagine that of buying the shoe were literally one in one million oh my wow that's like winning the lottery yep 
And I don't remember the current price, but I know it is insane. Yeah. Uh, I can actually look it up for you right now. Let's see. Dior and sneakers. Yeah, those are going for the lowest ask is $9,000. For shoes. That, for shoes. And that, people are buying them. Wow. I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I, really, I really don't. You know, and that's... That's not me. I will spend. I've I've spent up to uh, my latest acquisition is a pair um, that were released during the Super Bowl when Justin Timberlake did it, uh, the mm-hmm. halftime show, and they were exclusive to the halftime show. And then he did a pop up store one more time and released that pair of shoes, and I just spent almost six hundred bucks on it. Still, that's a lot of money for something that goes on your feet. Mm-hmm. But I mean. When you get into this kind of thing, like you, you put in the crease preventer so you don't crease the front of your shoes. You're cleaning them constantly. I mean, I imagine it's not one that you would wear constantly. No, and I rotate them all out. I have shoes that I wear a lot, and shoes that I wear a little, and but it's fun. I love it, but I just don't see myself paying, you know, upwards of a thousand dollars on a pair of shoes <laughs> yeah but you know what some people will pay an upwards of a thousand dollars for mm-hmm. good old booze man good, good old, old whiskey booze. right now this old forester you sent me a picture of i believe i had told you about that one if I'm yeah and you knocked that recommendation out of the park dude that is so good Nice. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't sure if you would like it, but man, I, that's like my that's like what, what I keep on my shelf when I have special company come over. If you know, you know I mean. it, it's cool for to have a movie tie into a whiskey. That's not something you see very often. Uh, I have seen uh, vodka with movies like James Bond and some of the, but not whiskey. So it's cool to have a movie tie into a whiskey. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. So tell me a little bit about alcohol collecting here. I mean, we, again, it's a subject I'm semi-familiar with, but, you know, not really that familiar with. This one is super recent within months. I have a good friend that I met through the gym, and he buys whiskeys like crazy. And so he really turned me on to... um, you know, buying, I always thought, you know, hey, if you want to get drunk, you buy something cheap and that's how you go about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, no. You buy the nice stuff and then you sip on it for a long time. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can get behind that. Let's do that. Yeah, that's the complete opposite of me when I was growing up. I would, <laughs> I would, I would buy like a case of like the cheap, the good stuff and then like five cases of the cheap stuff because it all starts to taste the same after a while. <laughs> and there's just, Honestly, whiskey, there's some really fun things being done in the whiskey game today. Uh, And, you know, people are trying different barrels and they're buying barrels from actually different alcohols and aging their whiskey in different barrels that were, you know, originally like a brandy barrel. And they'll age whiskey in a brandy barrel or they'll age whiskey in like a port wine barrel. So there's, it's really becoming one of those hobbies that used to be so like niche and now it's not it's becoming a lot bigger and there's a lot more companies out there doing fun stuff with it and so like really my introduction to this was right before covid and they were like okay we're shutting everything down i was like shit we're gonna be stuck in our house you know we walked into a liquor store down the street and they had this bottle of jack daniel sinatra select and that's a $170 bottle of whiskey. And I was like, you know what? I've never bought an expensive bottle of whiskey before, but I'm about to be stuck in my house for God knows how long. I'm fucking buying a $170 bottle of whiskey. Yeah, might as well be having a good time while you're stuck <laughs> right, I'm going to have a good time while I'm you know, stuck at my house. And that was really my introduction to uh, just getting into the expensive whiskey game. I don't have many bottles that are close to that expensive. I do have a few that are over a hundred bucks, but you know, it's just neat to get out there and see who's doing what in the whiskey game these days. Like this boss hog, this whistle pig boss hog samurai scientist. That one is a, uh, a company here in America that's making uh, their whiskey. Like the Japanese make whiskey. Okay. And that bottle actually goes for 500 bucks. Whoo. 
I've never bought one, but it is on my list of one day when I have just five hundred dollars burning a hole in my pocket. That's not going towards a pair of shoes or something. Else. <laughs> <laughs> one so what day. Did, so what did you think of the old Forester? I, I definitely want your opinion on that one. You know that is a good whiskey if you want to just a smooth, very. It's very. Uh, I would say vanilla forward. So it's it's a good whiskey to get into. You know, like if you want to start with whiskey, if you're not a whiskey person, that's a good place to start. I really think. Yeah, I heard uh, proper. Um, uh, there's proper twelve. That's I personally think is really smooth. That stuff's really good. Um, but then I also have um, uh, Maker's Mark. I was drawing a blank on the name for a second there, and that's another good one. Mm-hmm. I really do. I have an affinity for Maker's Mark, even though it's not, you know, the most expensive bottle out there. They make a damn fine product for how cheap it is. You know, yeah. if you ever try Proper Twelve, that's an Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's really good, and it's really—I was surprised at how smooth it was. I'll have to try it out. Yeah. I but—I don't know if I've—I probably seen it out there, but I don't know. If, Green bottle with cork in it. It's like most Irish whiskey. <laughs> yeah. The honestly, the one I've been looking for recently is Jack Daniels did an, an exclusive single barrel with uh, the country singer Eric Church, and that one has been super hard to find. And you know, it's like an eighty dollar bottle that people are selling for three hundred, and I'm like, okay, I'm not buying a three hundred dollar bottle. Just because it's so hard to find, like, yeah, know, yeah. if it retails for eighty, I'm spending eighty on it, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a line that has to be drawn on the scalping, you know. Mm-hmm. So, well, tell me a little bit about uh, what what different companies are uh, doing different things with this uh, this little collecting hobby. Um, really, it's like I said, it's just. People are getting out there and they're seeing, you know, what's out there to begin with. And they're like, hey, why don't we try something new? Yeah. And, you know, it's hard because there's lots of stuff that really hasn't really most of it's been tried already. Yeah. When you think about, you know, how many thousands of years man has been making alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I think that's where it's it's becoming interesting because we're starting to branch out from, you know, like I said, they're not just doing like traditionally whiskey has always been aged and you know what you would say a whiskey barrel like an oak barrel or you know you know maybe a white oak barrel that makes it a little bit different or but it's always been done a certain way so these people going out there and saying buying cognac barrels and aging their whiskey in cognac barrels that's where the interesting flavors are coming from and really people that's what i like to see is people are experimenting with these different flavors and really coming up with a unique product because of it. So it's, uh, it's a good time to really branch out if you like whiskey and just finding the bottles that are out there because yeah. there's so many different flavors out there now that I guarantee you're going to find something that you like. Yeah, let me tell you, you mentioned experimenting. I that, that reminded me of a funny story from when I was a kid. So my my dad kept, you know, 20-year-old scotch around for when guests came around. Uh-huh. And don't worry, I didn't dip into it as a kid. At least not, <laughs> no, I didn't drink it. But um, I decided to cook my parents' dinner one night. And, you know, I, of course, you know, being like 8, 10 years old, I didn't know any better. So I was trying to, you know, cook my parents' dinner. And I saw all the chefs on on the TV doing, like, you know, the, the wine and the alcohol and all that. I say, oh, I can do that. What's here? Oh, this bottle of 20-year-old 20, 20 <laughs> So I unscrewed the thing, put it, put a bunch in there, and, you know, cook with it. And my dad, my dad, uh, my dad comes home from uh, dinner, from work that night, and I, I present him dinner, and he's like, man, this – did you just cook this with scotch? And I'm like, yeah, you like it? He's like, thank you. A little tear rolling down his face when he realized I had wasted like half his bottle. <laughs> oh, man, that had to be hard. <laughs> oh, my God. I, 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 I get the feeling he both wanted to hug me and smack me at the same time. 
<laughs> Thanks for cooking dinner, but did you have to use my scotch in it? <laughs> like, of all the things you could have done. <laughs> oh my god! You know, and it, it's just it's 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 just funny how much these whiskey can be used for different things besides you know just recreation. Mm. You know, there's you know. Uh, like back in the old days, they used to use it for medicinal purposes. They would, uh, you know, they would, they would, you, you know, as a painkiller or, hey, you know, we got to sterilize this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My, uh, my dad's fondest memory of when I was a baby is he would take me over to see his parents. And when I'd be teething, my, uh, my grandfather would just stick his finger in the Jack Daniels bottle and rub it on my gums, and that's supposed to solve my teething. I don't remember it, but I assume it worked. <laughs> uh, or, you know, the, back, in the, uh, back in the old days when, you know, it's like, hey, the baby's crying. I give him a nip of whiskey, pass him out. <laughs> <laughs> right? That'll knock you right out, and you won't have to worry about that kid for the rest of the night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's just funny, you know, mm-hmm. different uses things have over the years. Mm-hmm. And really, I, I love having whiskey around because I cook with it a lot too. I make a really, really good uh, barbecue chicken Ooh. that I, I end up putting. So I make, I take just a crappy bottle of barbecue sauce, jazz it up with usually a shiner buck, and then I pour about a shot of whiskey in it and then mix it all up and just kind of cook it down and it becomes really really good barbecue sauce oh my god you're making me drool man you're making me drool and that's always what i have used on and i just you know cook the chicken in that barbecue sauce and it it be it's just it is fantastic chicken nice all right well let's see so any subject thoughts of oh hold on are you getting that echo i'm not hearing anything hold on let me see something here is that better? No, I'm still getting an echo on my end. Huh, I can mute myself and see if it's on my end, maybe? Yeah. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, it's it's coming through on your end. Huh. I wonder where it's coming from. Um, can you still hear it? Uh, testing, one, two, three. No, it's gone. Huh, that was weird. Yeah, that really was. I I could just hear everything I was saying being echoed back to me. That's strange. It did not come across on mine at all. All right, then. Well, any final thoughts on the subjects today? Uh, we still got a little bit of time to kill, so if you have any crazy stories that involve whiskey, now's the time to tell them. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of stories that involve whiskey. I don't think any of them we can tell. Oh, yeah. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, no, but in all seriousness, man, you have been a great wealth of information today. I mean, we, uh, you know, I didn't know anything that thin, uh, fit the, the Disney pins existed to the degree that you told me they do. I mean, I didn't realize there was a whole thing about them i just thought oh it's cool knickknack you can walk in and buy you know mm-hmm. and you, it's really it's one of those hobbies that's fun but man it's huge and i have i've barely even scratched the surface i promise you it is uh, so large it. i can believe it man um whew. well if there's no other final thoughts here we're gonna end this thing a little bit early so we'd love to give a shout out to the Patreons here today. Um, you know, Ben Porter, Griffin Campbell, Sean Fear, INC, Ian CB, uh, Ren, Rian Mendez, Eric Marshall, Quinn Aguirre, Leo Hernandez, Dan Lee, Deanie Martin, Stephen Crates, Jason Nelson, Big Fern, King Zachary, Caesar, I am sorry if I butcher this, but Mauro Quinn, um, Eric Ruiz, Mario Cortez, Stephen Perchaw, Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, Jesse Contreras, and Stephen and Maria uh, Stanley. I'm sorry if I butchered any of your names. <laughs> I think you did a fantastic job. I wasn't even going to attempt any of that. <laughs> <laughs> So, Patreons for our show, if you'd like to become a Patreon, you can get the Sweet Angel package at $5 per month. You'll get some exclusive swag. You get a sticker sent straight to your door. 
we uh, order all our stickers near the end of the month and ensure we have an appropriate amount of stickers. So, you know, great, great option there. If you want to get the certified crispy, that's $15. This tier includes a certified crispy certificate on first pledge, a free sculpt painted by Dark Side Customs. That is great, great way to get your head sculpts painted, folks. Let me tell you, I have one of his head sculpts on my Sokotano. It is fantastic. He does an amazing job. He really does fantastic work. I have a... Um, I'm totally just blanked on who I have. Indiana Jones. I have an Indiana Jones that he painted up for me. Oh, nice. It is so realistic. He knocked it out of the park with that one. So you also get a one-year Patreon responsible for sh uh, shipping both ways. Assistance with a figure fixed by Zach. Message beforehand to confirm if it's possible and all the benefits of each of the previous tier. It's a great way to go. Um, what can I say? You know, everything you do helps support this show, helps us, uh, you know, do this, sit here, bring this to you, entertain you, and really just have fun doing it. You know, yeah, it's really great. And we thank you for all the support that you guys give. All right, we have our other shows here, Collecting Weekly, obviously the main bread and butters, the meat and potatoes of the show. We have Collecting Rarities here, which is more like the uh, the Brussels sprouts that no one wants. <laughs> Brussels sprouts can be fantastic when cooked right, so hey, you're There you that. go. There you go. You know, touche. You also have Small Talk, The Joy of Hobbling, OFAC, Only Fools in Collecting, Collecting Comics, After Darks, and Creeps Are Us. Great shows. We also have our Axion, but I believe that got pushed back to next month. But honestly, guys, thank you so much for tuning in here. It's been a great job. It's just been a, a great experience to be able to bring this show to y'all. And Seth, do you have any final thoughts for today? I know we said we were going to run into about an hour. Um, you know, you want to mention anything else before we turn it off? Any um... shout outs you'd like to give? You know what? I'll just shout out you for having me on the show. I know we've been talking about it for a while and schedules have not synced up. So uh, happy I'm so happy. So happy I got to be on. This was awesome. Yeah, I'm so ha I'm so happy you were able to get on, man. You've been a wealth of information, let me tell you. You know, and we'll definitely have to do another show in the future. I know my schedule's a little crazy just with, you know, some unfortunate circumstances in my family but i definitely want to do another show in the future and you um, know we'll talk about some more randomness and we'll have fun with it yeah we'll definitely need to have you back on i think there's uh some good uh some good vibes there um i know zachary was wanting to come on uh i think uh next week next month to talk about watches so if you have any Ooh. contribute there I would love to just listen to that one. I don't. I have not been in the watch game in so long because I've been so partial to my Apple Watch. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine there's some craziness in that world. Let me tell oh, you. I I'm mean, sure you know, there is. I can't even imagine. That's that's. I mean, that's blowing any hobby that I've ever done out of the water on some of them. You know. Oh, I can imagine. Oh my gosh! Like you're talking about Rolexes that cost more than healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're buying a watch that's expensive, as expensive as my cars are, then you're doing pretty well in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Well, it was a pleasure. Um, you know, I'd like to shout out, uh, you know, our audience here for taking the time to join us today and join our nonsensical ramblings, and Dean. I'm calling you out again. You got, you got to say something, man. You got to say something. So it's gonna happen, Dean. It's gonna happen. It's it, it's, 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 it's got happening. To. He he lay he threw down the gauntlet, man. You have to show up and show out because mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like he's gonna be rocking that impression. <laughs> I've been practicing, man. I've been practicing my throat <laughs> singing. <laughs> You know what? This could be like a whole event. Like it could be. You know what? I will. I I think Dean should maybe take on all challengers. What do you think? Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe there needs to be. We just need to have like a wadawathon and see who can like really do the best wado. I'm not gonna throw my hat into that ring because mm -hmm. I know it would not be good. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
<laughs> Zachary just saw him and he says, I don't get that kind of watch money. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I want to listen to the show now. I was looking forward to some expensive watches. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, Zachary. You, Zach, you can go up to uh, the the fair whenever they actually have a fair again and pick up one of those cheap-ass Rolexes for like 50 bucks and just flash that around. <laughs> Better yet, just go to the casino. Get, yeah. Go to like the go to like the, the dollar store and get one of those watches that looks like it came out of the casino. <laughs> <laughs> the ones where you know you like bump it on something and the little the little fake diamonds fall off, and <laughs> or you know the ones where you like you spin the thing and it goes. <laughs> <laughs> you can pick up one of those cheap Chinese ones where it's like one, two, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Or better yet, just get a sundial like the Amish shoes. I mean, you know, that, that'd be perfect. That's yeah. how you're going to tell time. <laughs> Except for if, if it's cloudy out, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, dang it. i got to <laughs> wait for these clouds to pass. Hold on. <laughs> well, what time is it? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm, I'm Rainer. Thank you for joining me. Um, I'm Seth. I'm so glad I got to be on the show, man. This was awesome. Yeah, this was a good time. Yeah, sorry we're running a little short today, but it is what it is. Hey, we, we could always ramble on if you want to, but I don't yeah. think anybody wants to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Let, let, let's put it to our viewers right now. I mean, anybody's here still listening. You want to hear us just ramble nonsensically about topics? I'm okay with it. <laughs> I can pull out the whiskey and we can really have an interesting <laughs> Oh my god, I wish I could, man. Man, I uh packed up all my whiskey already. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need to do whenever all this COVID shuts down is we just need to have, you know, a time where we're sitting around, we're drinking whiskey and we're just talking, we're just shooting the shit about nothing. That would be an interesting show. That would be an interesting show. Um, unfortunately, small talk, the name small talk's already taken, so we got to come up with another name. Maybe uh maybe the the collecting lounge or something. Oh, there you go. Uh, that that's a good name. I love it. I'm putting it out of Zach right now. We need a collecting lounge. <laughs> That's place what to, Place to smoke cigars, drink whiskey. You know? Yeah, and just shoot the shit and talk about whatever. And, I mean, we might not be able to air the show because it might get wildly inappropriate. <laughs> but... It would be really entertaining. I, I imagine I imagine that's going to probably was what After Dark is for, but we just need to add booze to After Dark, I yeah. think, and think it'll be perfect. After Dark <laughs> with booze. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to a special booze-rattled edition of After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> what will we talk about today? <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Man. That would be fun. We need to do it. I'm down. Yeah. I'm, I'm down, down too. Zachary, set up a time and a place. We'll do it. We will do it. It'll be fun. All right, guys. Well, stay rare, stay golden. This is Rainer signing off. <laughs>